In 2016, James Gunn does an adaptation of the popular TV show, The Office. In it, he decides to have office hijinks, as in murder and death and destruction. This is The Belko Experiment. Motherfuckers, what's going on? It's none other than Tommy James, a.k.a. Mr. Oh So Smooth, a.k.a. The Smooth Effect himself. Welcome back to the Flickbook. Now, all to all those listeners out there, it's going to be a little different now. So when you're listening to all these new episodes, you're going to be like, wow, it sounds a little different. Who are these people? Though most of these people you do know and some people you are going to find out about. So each episode from now on, we'll be having multiple hosts, all hosts from the second rounds that includes Florida and New York City to be on each episode, all of uh, these hosts are going to be picking their own movies. This is season two of the Flickbook, starting with me, starting with my movie. But before we get into the movie, because obviously you already heard it in the beginning of the monologue, let's go around the horn. As I mentioned, New York City, I have none other than the champ himself, the six-time champ himself, Mr. A-Town Ryan. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? Yes, I am the six-time champ. It feels so good to keep saying that. Can't wait to stay seven and maybe eight. Who knows what the future holds? Oh, people are already shaking their heads. Oh, rookie. But yes, it is good to be here. You, you, I thank you for having me on for this film, sir, because yeah. Jesus Christ. I figured you would like this. Yes. I mean, no, here's a joke. I've seen it before. I have seen it. And when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yes, I do remember. So I did see it before. Actually, funny enough, saw it at work. Yes. That's per- in front of th- students, but we will not get into that. Really? Legal reasons. I'm not trying to lose my job. Okay, let's not listen. Anyway, yeah, let's, so let's not. Yes, let's not talk about it. It's good to be here. Can't wait to talk about this movie. It, it, it's it's something. Yes, this movie is definitely a free for all, and I'm not kidding when I say that. Of course, also we have here. She is part of the second round Florida edition. Andrea's here. Hello, Andrea. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited. I've never done this before yes so this is your exciting. first time this is your yeah. first time on with us cool. actually on an episode itself um yeah. and you have seen this movie correct i have i actually also saw it at work but it's a little bit more like excusable for me because i worked at a movie theater so okay. i kind of was able to get away with that much better excuse much better excuse a de- yeah a definitely much better excuse it actually funny enough works out well for me too because i work in an office so, you know, it's, there's things you see in this movie that makes you think, I could do that. Um, and this is really what this movie is all about. We are talking about the Belko experiment. Now, this movie, for those people out there who don't know, this was produced and written by James Gunn. This is a James Gunn type of film. Okay, he doesn't, he doesn't direct it. That's Greg uh, McLean, who is actually a pretty big name. When it comes to the movie industry, he did Wolf Creek, another one of Alex's favorites, Wolf Creek. No. It's a horror movie. A very good Australian horror film. But the James Gunn references was evident from the front. The moment I saw freaking Michael Rucker. Yes. 
his damn brother and that other guy that he always puts um that played like polka dot man oh da- uh, david dash Mount yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. yeah i was like once i saw those three i was like how do i feel and then i googled I was like of course of course he had a hand in this, this oh yeah he wrote oh, the motherfucking thing. This yes. guy, and you know, this is right out of his wheelhouse. And it comes with, honestly when you look at the cast, it's a pretty well fucking put together cast. Like this is no like, oh, oh just a bunch of scrubs. Ha! I said it Ha-ha! because there I'm talking go, about John it. C. McGinley. He's <laughs> in this motherfucking it, movie. I did it. I said there was get a bunch thrown of in there somewhere. So. I had to. I had to do it. I know this is a, one of Mr. A Town's favorite television shows. Doctor Cox is in this movie. Favorite television show. Period. And and again, a great show, I must say. And Dr. Cox is definitely one of my favorite characters. Um, we'll talk about it if he is one of my favorite characters in this movie. That's different. But uh, Tony Goldwyn is in this. If you don't know him, he's in Ghost. And he's also in more recently Scandal. He is. And uh, a great actor, by the way. Yes. Great actor. Uh, uh, John Gallagher Jr. is in this. He's actually been he's been doing a bunch of uh, he does a lot of like side gigs in a sense, but he was in Hush. He was in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, what else is he? Uh, he was in the new the movie. West Wing and the newsroom. He was big in the newsroom. Yeah, he was big. That was his like main like yeah. focus now with him. And obviously, as you mentioned, Michael Rooker's in this. Sean Gunn shows up, and then we just have a lot of like spurts of just yeah. people because in this movie you need those spurts of people. Now, just to break down for those that haven't seen this movie, um, it takes place in, in an office building in South America, and it, it and which it's makes so it very random. confusing because yes. it's in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Like, I don't know if I'd work for a company. First off, if a company, by the way, ever tells me I have to put something in the back of my neck like a chip, I'm not working for that company. Andrea, if you worked for a company and they were like, okay, so we need to stick this chip in the back of your neck because we have to keep track. No, right? Fuck it. Absolutely not. If any, like, if they were like, even if they wanted to stick it anywhere, it doesn't have to be in the back of my neck. They're like, we need you to stick something in you. I'd be like, you don't need me that bad then. Because, no, thank you. Don't stick a tracker in me. No. I, no. I can't see that being a, uh, how, how did that interview go? Like, okay, so, you know, you, you're doing, we, we love you. We love the, we love everything about you and um, what you have done in the, in your previous history, your previous work experience. So um, we want to hire you. We're going to hire you at, I don't know, 95,000 a year, but we have to put this tracker. Now the excuse for the tracker is an interesting take because the yeah. whole point of them putting it there is like, you know, that we are in South America, Mostly Americans do get, they get kidnapped, they get killed, like all this stuff. So by putting the tracker, that's how we keep track, you know, obviously track of you. Mr. Yeah. A-Town, would you be okay with that? Uh, no. First of all, I mean, you'd be better off tricking me by saying wear this, like put a watch on your hand. Yes. Like, but then giving, well, we wouldn't know that at the time, but giving what we know, it'd be like, oh, because you could just take off the watch. So obviously that's not going to work. They needed something that could stay into. But I will say, I'm not going to get too little conspiracy theory, but some people would say that about the vaccine today. It's possible. That is true, yeah. That same, I got to take a shot, who knows, but that's here and there. But it's that yeah. same mindset of why are you putting something in me for me to work for you? Yeah, I mean, and, but I agree. The moment they said back of the neck, I'd be like, okay, so go fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> it's bad enough you got me in South America for some random reason working yes. in this quote-unquote American company. Yes. Why do you need to be out here? <laughs> even when the movie starts, and I remember even back then, watch, I'm like, is this the like you, I'm looking? Is this the movie? Because you know when you stream a movie, you're not sure. <laughs> yes, the, yes. It could be the wrong movie. So for the first like five minutes, I'm like, is this the movie? And then they, you see them enter. I was like, okay, all right, just check it. But 
that beginning is like, it's not what you think it is. No, it's not. And honestly, when it comes, when, you know, they finally get into the building, which, by the way, looks like a beautiful office, beautiful building. They had a great job, the architects. Um, We get to finally meet some of the characters. And um, the main focus right off the bat is, is Mr. Belch, is Michael, and that's John Gallagher. And we get to see his boss, this Tony Godwin, and I, I I love the dynamics that they all have. It's they're just it's just another day at work until we see John C. McGinley. You know, he's a creeper. He's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a little creeper. But as Dr. Cox, it's fine. <laughs> like, you just take it. You're like, I, I love the guy. The guy's a great fucking actor and he's such a he plays a great asshole. Cause, yeah, one thing about John C. McGinley, like I've listened to like the Scrub We Watch podcast, and anytime they have him on the episodes, it's some of the best episodes. This man is devoted to the craft of acting, no matter what it is. The way he talks about film, like you see it, same way we talk, but, he talk, but he, because he's in it, he talks about film and the craft of acting with such rigor. It's almost intimidating because he's someone that loves acting, loves the craft of, like I said, the craft. And so I know with this, and you see it, he gave 110% to this performance. Yes. No matter what, yes, it's random people. And he said, all right, I'm going to be a random killer, creep, stock guy. He jumped right into this damn room. Mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, Dr. Cox. I, I mean, I agree. He And and that's what I feel, feel when I watch a movie like this, because this movie does not waste any time. It pretty much gives you the setting. It's an office building. Oh, everyone's like, oh, hey, it's another Wednesday. La, 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 la. Until the loudspeaker goes. Now, before we even get to the loudspeaker, um, we notice that Michael starts realizing things are a little strange. Why did the security change? Like, you know, now what's this little thing over here? He's, you know, but he's kind of freaking out a little bit, but it might just be all in his head until the loudspeaker goes off. (laughs) And it's straight simple. There are 80 employees in this building. Two need to be dead in the next 10 minutes. What? Now, let's be real. And I'm going to go right to Andrea about this. When you first heard that part, when you hear that, when you put yourself in the situation of that, would you take it like for real or would you think it's a joke? I would think it's a joke because, like, I don't know, just even in any settings, you hear like a speaker saying, oh, two people have to die. You're like, oh, okay. Like, you don't, I don't know. You wouldn't take that seriously. And I don't think like, anyone in their situation would. I mean, he kind of does because in the back of his mind, he knows something is up. Right. But like everybody else, I think it's pretty reasonable for both for them to be like, okay, this is obviously a prank. So, yeah. Mr. Aitan. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's the thing. Yes, because of the world we live in today, <laughs> people have feel out of their fucking mind. I'm in an office building and I hear someone, the very least, I'm trying to get out the damn building. Because whatever's going on, I don't need to be in the building for this because right. someone is about to do something really stupid. Prank or not, okay, I'm out the building. It was a prank. Aha, you thought it was real. Okay, good for me. I'd rather you laugh at me than me being here and what happens, happens. Then again, turns out I don't have a choice. I'm going to die either way, but we'll get even to that. Well, well yes, I, we will, I will definitely ask uh, that yeah. question too. Yeah. But as you were mentioning, getting out of the building, somebody tries to get out of the building. She and- was smart. She, yeah, until they realized she was trying to get out of the building because they're watching and they shut that shit down. Just, I love that part when it's just boom, 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 boom. And everyone's face of just going, what the fuck is going on? Nobody has a clue what's happening. Even the security guard. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on right now. 
insane and the suspense of that part even with the announcement they're obviously they're taking it as a job stupid yeah two people blah 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 they had 10 minutes to get to kill two people obviously like i said they don't do it and two four people four heads explode and that's kind of how the deal works where it's like well we ask you say 10 people if you don't do it 20 people die that's kind of how they work with that so after they get to see one of their friends they mention one of the friends head fucking explode well it's not is it it's not really his, is it his head or it's like because it's the neck that it's the, 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 the back of the head well i mean if it's powerful enough but no a lot of it was just because it, it's a very it's a tiny explosive but it's enough yeah. where it's taking out your, your the back of your neck. Right. Yeah, it's like though I think it they like the clip that they showed. It seemed like it was almost the whole back of the head. Mm-hmm, like yeah. a slice. But I think it's because it was in such like a it's small just, space and there you go. Just, the explosion was big enough. Yeah. Right. And, and they and, thought it was a, like someone got shot. Yes, because that's what they originally thought it was. They thought there was like a sniper in there. Somebody was shooting until I believe it was uh, the boss Barry, who went and took a look and was like, "Oh, it's right where the." And that's when they realize, like, oh, wait a minute. So we have the on the back of our necks until the loudspeaker comes on again and pretty much goes, okay, so now there is uh, 76 people in the building. Uh, 30 people must die or we're going to kill 60 of you. (laughs) Wow. Intense. They're debating, like, the the nuances of, all right, we should 30 people then, but then... Like, cause I'm, I, I was very interested in the debate because, as we know, of what it it's, ends up being. Cause I'm a psych major, mm. so watching this, I'm watching that with that lens, especially given what the end result is. And I'm, and it, like you said, it's a really a thing on human nature. Cause some people are like, well, we shouldn't do this, but then you have to go to the rationality of it. Sixty of us are going to die. Yes. Thirty. That is either thirty. Or 60. Clearly, obviously, the ideal thing is don't make a choice. But they don't have that luxury. A choice needs to be made. Correct. And so Go- Tony Goldwyn is like, well, we shouldn't do this, but we shouldn't. And of course, Mitch is like, no, what, what are we doing? We're good people. But your goodness and humanity only takes you so far until you're thrown into a desperate situation. Right. And it's almost like, like the trolley car situation where it's like you either have to run over four people or run over one person. Like That's there's not really, yeah. there's not really a right answer. Mm-hmm. Philosophy one on one. Yes. Yeah. That was in a good place. They actually did that. They did yeah. that little thing ah, in, in a good place. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> but they, um, but yeah, no, this, the scenario itself is, is fucked up. Like, and you got to think, and you know, when you look at somebody like Barry, the, the head boss, he takes control. Now in these scenarios, would you want to be somebody that takes the control or would you kind of be like, I think I'll just stand here and wait to see what happens. Like that's a tough scenario. Cause maybe taking control could be a first, you're might be the first one they kill. Cause like, well, who the fuck do yeah. you think you are? I'm gonna kill you then. So would you want to take control or would you be like, I think I'll just kind of wait, wait and play, play it out. See my options. Uh, it's that's such a tough decision to make. Cause and what, it's not even that him taking control is that he's able to convince other people that he's the leader. He like, is the leader. Like, like doctor, well, in terms of how people are quick to be subservient to him. Like, oh, well, doctor, yes. Character. And like, and usually in a mindset when someone rises up, there's always the weaker people that say, yeah, we're going to follow him. Like Dr. Cox's character is, what's his name? Dr. Cox's Wendell. Character. I don't want to. Wendell. 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 Yes, Wendell. Yeah. He's quick to say, all right, boss, we're going to do it. Because again, he likes the thrill. He likes the us. Yes. Oh my God, we're going to. We're going to do something. You got it. Like, he's so in tune with the hierarchy. He falls in line. Everyone else, 
the other guys, they fall in line. Yeah. So he's the only one with a crew that can make moves. Well, if like if um, Paul Gallagher's character, uh, John Gallagher's character, if he had did the same thing where he stepped up and said, no, no he was he was playing the laid back role, mm-hmm. but he was just saying we shouldn't do this. But you're not doing anything. Yeah, right. You're not you're not you're just talking. Say say that about the big boss. He's doing something. Correct. And he, so, I think, looked out in the mindset like because remember he's they mentioned he's special forces. He was he's yeah. trained special forces, so he can easily kill a person with his bare hands, which. You know, he does. Um, But he tries to be reasonable. Like, okay, listen, we have to kill 30 people or 60 of us are going to die. So let's start with the simple one. Who's over 60? You've lived a long life. Listen, you know, you got to go. The first one, the first one was who has kids under Under 18. 18, yeah. Yeah, those are saved. Fuck. (laughs) No, they save them. Those are the ones that are supposed to be put to the side. So I'm pretty sure I'm. Oh, no, you're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, <laughs> what he said, and it's funny because when they watched it, it, was I was with my coworkers when we first watched that part, and I was like, "Fuck!" And they're like, "Well," because they all had kids and I don't have kids, so and I'm like, "How's that fit?" Well, you yeah, but I could have kids. At least your kids are born. <laughs> I'm trying to defend myself to that because I'm looking at it like you motherfuckers would kill me, and they're like, "Yes, <laughs> we have children that care about us," and I and I'm trying to defend. Well, what about my potential? Well, they don't exist. I'm like. And I'm like, in that moment, you're thinking, I should probably run, just in case. Yeah, you probably should run. It's not going to work out well for you, but yeah, you should run. Because obviously the whole point of this is, doesn't matter how many people you try to save, only one person's walking out alive. That's the whole point of this. Someone's, only one person is walking out alive. And it really starts with Michael Rooker's death. Like where, the, you know, shit starts getting real because David Dashmalen's character starts freaking out. He's bugging out and he bashes him in the skull where you see that shit. You saw that freaking dent and he kills him. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But so shocking that, that again, we've seen Michael Rook in these other roles. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm I forget. So I'm watching like sort of with fresh eyes and I'm thinking. Oh well, Michael Rook is going to be the bad guy. He's the one of the first ones killed. Yeah, he's one of the same thing I was thinking. Yeah, Yeah. Uh I agree too because I remember originally seeing. I thought Michael Rooker would be a perfect bad guy. He would be one of the guys that would actually join with Barry and Wendell. No, he was trying to help them. (laughs) He's like, listen, they turned off the AC. It's getting hot in here. Let's try to turn. You know, let's try to fix this. Walk, and you're just like, oh shit. And then the new girl, Danny, is pretty much sitting right there watching everything. She's just trying to hide. Yeah. And she sees everything and she ends up killing fucking David Dashman, his character. <laughs> Hilarious way of dying. I will say, and we'll get into it uh, usually when it comes to these death scenes, but when would you have joined with the boss? Like knowing that he is trained, you know, special forces, would you do that? So, Andrea, if you had the opportunity, would you join with his crew? They were looking for the guns as well, which obviously we know the security wasn't going to give it up. I feel like just like personally for me, I would not be able to hold my own against his crew. So if something were to happen, I would be the first one of his crew to go. So immediately there, I would not feel safe. Um, I don't know. I think if if I were in this situation, I would just hide just like her Danielle, I think, or Danny, Danny yeah. what's her name? She hid. And I'm like, that's 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 what I would try to do. You know, because if no one can find me, you know, game of hide or seek, I guess. Right. I game of like hide or seek where you be... could still die. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. 
Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, all right, I'll just go find a great spot and just chill throughout the whole thing. But that doesn't solve anything because they're to flick of the switch. Yeah, it's random. It's completely it's random. Fair. Yeah. So, I, I mean, even if you were to join the guy's crew, then it doesn't necessarily mean that those are your best chances for survival. But it's like, would you want it? If you were going to die, would you want that? Like, I, I wouldn't want that on my conscience. And that's why I think the... The main guy, I don't know actors' names at this point, but, like, the main guy, that's why he was all like, mm, nope, this isn't the right thing to do. Like, right. why he was willing to let, like, 60 people die is because if and he would have died. Die. Yeah, he would not want that on his conscience. Which, you know, so. which is interesting because, um, like, John Gallagher's character obviously tries to first, he tries to remove the chip, mm-hmm. which you're a sick fuck if you think... You're just going to get in there and I'm going to remove this thing. And I love the fact when they're, the guy comes on the announce, you know, the freaking loudspeaker, and he's just like, you know, stop what you're doing or we're going to blow it. Stop what you're doing. Up oh, 10, 9, 8. And he stops at 2. Yeah. You know what? Like, really? You stop? He's just, all right. I'm sorry. Okay, fine. Because he thought he could get it out before the countdown, but he realized, oh, no, that shit's in there. It's deep. Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. Those things are deep in there. And another a great tense scene of just the ca- a simple countdown like it's not like he's like stop it stop it michael stop it Mike. no it's just like 10 <laughs> 9 like dude i will fucking push this button right now <laughs> yeah and, and they like he's so stubborn like that's the one thing that i bought like even like when they decide all right we're gonna make a sign we're gonna hang it over the building it's another good one and they go up and they, they hang up they try to hang up the first one they get shot at yeah they just start shooting <laughs> the other guy gets shot in the arm so you're like okay stop this idiot grabs the other one and goes up to try to do it we again. Do and it. they're like, dude, they can blow your head off at will. Yes. Stop it. <laughs> no care. It, I feel that was just the selfishness, the foolishness. I don't know how it would be in that scenario because, I mean, we've obviously, all three of us have never been in that scenario. Hope to God we never have to be in that scenario. But, you know, maybe Fuck it's that just kid. that panic of, oh, I did, I'll just try again. Dude, they're, they literally saw what you were doing came running out, started shooting at you, and then the announcer had to come on, if you do that again, we're blowing everyone's head off. (laughs) And that's why I guess in my case, I would try to side with Barry just because of that quote-unquote... Now, it's going to change, obviously. That's what I love about this movie, too, is that things just keep changing. In that moment, it's more of a protection thing. They have the weapons. they, They eventually get to the weapons. So you'll be given a weapon so at least you know you have somewhat stability somewhat safe safety until eventually then it changes again where now it becomes a video game most kills <laughs> most kills wins oh okay yeah. <laughs> but like even in yeah, the scene where, they, where he's choosing the people and then lining them up and it just boom, sad boom he blasts boom. the music and they put the music and he puts yeah, the music up the really loud turn up. the fucking music up and he just starts shooting them <laughs> and the, the guy's friend is a dick he's like yo just give me the gun man we can stop. He's like, hey, hey, Barry, you told me to give him the gun. He's like, bully for you. I'm like, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I would have looked at him. I would have turned well, around. I mean, obviously not knowing that Danny yeah. was going to flip the switch would have been a moment to turn around and look and be like, you're going to die. Like, like you you tried to rat it on me. You're, you, you're going to die. And if it's not by me, I hope somebody gets you because his girlfriend's there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I would have probably, I probably would have sided with him for that moment. Just more of a, he's special forces. This guy should know what to do in some of these scenarios. And it just gets more fucked up and more fucked up and more fucked up. And that's where 
they go to kill the 30 people, but when time runs out, they only killed 29. Well, because of her, because she wouldn't kill the dude. Right. She was, she was, he said, you have 120 minutes. She's fighting him. She's like, please don't kill me. She elects not to shoot. (laughs) Yeah. She elects not to shoot. And he dies anyway. He gets his, he gets his neck head blown up. So didn't really matter. And, and that scene with people just insane. Crazy. Insane. I loved how, like, the very last one, the guy was like, it's over now. And then it's like, oh, yeah, gone. that was great. Yeah. That was fair. He yeah. was, he's in, so he's in a, what, Silicon Valley. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mouse, he, mouse trick, mouse something like that. He has like a weird, yeah. they have a weird ass yeah. name for him. And I loved it how they did that, where it's like, oh, it's over. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> like, oh, he was number 60. Like, oh, that was insane. And, and the one thing, like, that with this movie that really affects me as a viewer is it's it's just nonstop. Like it's just people just dying, and though they're not dying in the craziest ways, you know they're getting stabbed, they're getting shot, they're just their heads are exploding. I just feel like we're in an office building. I wanted to see some weird kills. I want to see somebody throw a printer at the fucking person's yeah. head. You know, they couldn't get, obviously they couldn't go through a fucking window or anything, but why didn't somebody toss somebody off the building or some shit like that? You know, at that moment, like Sean Gunn should have did it. The most creative kill was, I guess, the elevator. Oh, that was a real, yes. And, and the, uh, the tape (laughs) when, when he kills Barry, he beats him with, he beats him with the tape. Yeah, But that's still just gore, basic. It's a simple gore. I mean, the, the elevator kill, which was technically, he didn't do it on purpose. He just, they were just up there and then he just got stuck. That was a good kill though. Which didn't make sense because the thing wasn't going to crush you. No, it wasn't. You could have just stayed down and you would have been chilling. I don't know what, honestly, I feel that was just a stupid move. Like what were you thinking? What were you, what what went through your head? Those elevators never, like, they never press up again. Like, what no. the fuck you thought was going to happen? No, they never that press just, up. Yeah. That was just pure panic, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's the only way to explain it. Just pure, pure panic. It, and, I, and I agree. It was just that pure panic mode of what do we do? Danny gets away and then he gets um, crushed, which was it was pretty cool, actually. And the best part is fucking Barry Norris just like, what was that? <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. He, he looks and he's like, fuck me. Yeah, because it gets stuck. <laughs> and he was shooting because he heard them. So he starts shooting. And then when he gets, then it gets stuck because of that. And he's like, fuck me. Because now he's stuck in there. He can't kill no more people to get up his kill count. But guess who can? Wendell walking around with a meat cleaver, just chopping motherfuckers. Dr. Cox being a great doctor, as always. A great doctor. Uh, Actually, he was not because he hates surgeons. He calls them scalpel doctors. That's true. That is true. But he did a pretty good job at just hacking people. Hacking. Well, that's what he, you think surgeon does. He was some, he was a fucking great ass hacker. And um Andrea, so when it comes to Wendell, when it comes to Dr. Cox or John C. McGinley, would you put him as like a top character in this film? Is this like a guy that you know, I obviously you can't get behind him. He's not a character that he's he's not likable. But would you be like, yes, this mother I want to see him kill some motherfuckers, or I want to see him get a good death. I'm going to say both because he's like a top character to not like, you know? So I feel like 
him and Barry could have had like really cool kills, which is, I feel like what they should have done in the movie was make it just super gory. Mm -hmm. Um, So he could have had some really, really nice ones, got really creative. And then like the way he dies, I thought that was cool. Oh, his death scene was awesome. (laughs) It was a beautiful death scene. Kept getting smashed in. I was like, that's cool. That's that's wonderful. And he went out like a champ, though. You know, he killed yeah. two people. He, he did get two good shots off. Uh, one in the head, one in the throat. That's how they killed Sean Gunn. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mr. A-Town, Dr. Cox, a favorite character of yours, axed in the head like five times. It, it, it's how he had to go. Because he was, again, he, he was he was a loyal soldier, if, I, if you're going to say it. But he mm-hmm. was also the weakest mentally. Correct. Where he, he didn't have no thoughts for himself. He... Whatever Barry told him, yes, boss. Well, okay, boss. He's blowtorch and you're going to give me that back. He, he kills the security guard, which, of course, the black guy always got to die in the that, that, And that, I, that. the moment I saw him, I was like, damn, brother. And I thought he was going to last for a little bit. I, I did thought he would last long because he was making the smart decision. Yes, like, and oh, he stood up against them. Yeah, which you're like, that's like, a powerful, powerful character. Yeah, like he was stepping up, but then he just knocked Costco. Go, and he what? said, why'd you do this? He's like, come on. He had to get it anyway. I was like. You're right. He does have a point, yes, but, you know. Yes. Yeah, like, relaxed guy. But, yeah, that he was just so excited. As, you know what it is? It's like, you know when they say people always, it always takes a certain circumstance for someone to show their true, their true selves? Yes. He was one of those that, even when the movie began, he was like, he's going to enjoy what's about to go down. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's someone who's stuck, again, in an office building. He likes to look at ladies from a distance, but he gets no notice. Like, he's like, I know you. I've seen you watching me. Always the one in the shell probably hiding who they really are. And you're put in a position to be yourself. Yeah. And he relished in it 100%. He was racking up them kill counts. Yes. He was writing them. You saw when he does, you see yes. write it on I love hand. that part when oh, he starts counting nice it. Touch. Like he yeah, started, he started with the, like, yeah, he started counting them. He was down with the shits. He just got, he got caught off guard, basically. Yes. That's the only reason why they got him. Like he didn't see it coming. And he got like his, you know, just being hacked with an axe right to the face. Like she, was not playing games. She got him down with the table, which, you know, this is fucking those like cafeteria type of tables, very heavy, and yeah. just whacks him. And I love how he just looks at her and he's just like, you know, fucking, oh, please, <laughs> you know, crack. <laughs> got him. Great, great, fun death scene, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, and a creative death scene, because like I was mentioning, yeah. not all these death scenes are technically creative, you yeah. know. They like I agree with Andre in a sense that I I feel it should have been a little more gory, but a little more fun gory. Find something and do more. Like you're yeah. in an office building, take a chair, fucking whack somebody in the head with a chair, and start beating them with the chair. Like you could have some sort of fun with this yeah. shit, you know. But I do agree also when we go back to the security guard because I really thought he was gonna. And I didn't think he was gonna live, but. Yeah. I figured he would have lasted. Like, I thought it would have been him, Mike, and um, the girlfriend um, to l- at least be the final three to go against those three. They were together. They were stopping Tony Goldman and his little crew. They were making decisions of, we're going to step in front of the chaos. Yeah, and all it took was a stab. Yeah. Simple well, stab. Good. That man should have went out a little better than that. Yeah. Take somebody with you. <laughs> but he just, yeah, he just went out. And they got the key anyway, so you could have just gave him the damn key. Yeah, he might as well have just given him. I mean, I get what he was saying. Like, go the keys. Ah, it would have been. I mean, I get it. Like, if if like you're like, yo, give me the keys, and it's like, I'm not gonna give you the keys because there's guns in there, and they're telling us to kill people. I don't want you to kill people. Okay, but then you got Barry's side. 
But you have Barry's side that's like, well, okay, so if we don't kill people, they're just going to kill all of us. So exactly. what's the point here? Do you Are you okay with dying? And that's the main like thing when it comes to this movie, the theme. Are you okay with killing another person? Are you okay with accepting that you're either going to be killed or you know, you're going to have to die? Some everyone pretty much is dying in this one. It it's also to the it's it speaks to the powerless of humans in any in life, because that's what it is. It's like a microcosm of life where it's like we make decisions every day yeah. that def, that determines whether we live or die. Even when we don't even realize it, the thing when we eat, we decide to eat, when we decide to drink. So we making these decisions. This but yet there's still people out there killing and murdering. But mm-hmm. yet we all know eventually we're all gonna die. Yeah, but. It's the denial of, I know I'm getting a little thing, but it's the denial of, emotional. of not emotional, I'm getting morbid, but it's the denial of life, basically, of, of the truth. Because And we can die tomorrow. But does that yeah. mean that, okay, it's acceptable for us to be killed because our lives are short and we don't know when it's going to happen? Right. In this, it's almost like they're denying human of life, of we're telling you you're going to die if you do not do this. Mm-hmm. But in their minds, because they're still alive and they're they're talking and doing all of this, they're they won't accept it. It's again, it's denial of the inevitable. Yeah, we told you sixty people will go, but you can stop it if you kill thirty. They can't accept that the those are the parameters given to them. Right, and that's that's human uh, thing that we don't accept the inevitable, even though it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're not willing to jump at the chance, and I think that's what it is. It's like. If it happens, it happens. But we don't want to lose ourselves in that process. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like right. You, you don't want to devolve, devolve yourself before it happens. But Tony Goldman is a pragmatic and practical. Is like, no, we can stop this. We mm-hmm. know what the situation is. Let's stop it. But it's like a balance against the two. Right. And I, I mean, that's a, that was a perfect way to put it, actually. because, And that's why I look at Tony Goldman's character in the sense of being like, he gets it. You know, at first he denies it, but then he gets it. And he's like, okay, listen, um, I'd rather kill 30 than six, you know, than 30 other people die. Like, I don't want to do that. But, you know, then it turns, it flips again where it's just like, all right, well, now it doesn't matter. You got most kills win. So now it, it takes you out of a different aspect where at first you're trying to save a certain amount of people. Now you're just like, I got to rack up some kids. It becomes a video game. I got to rack up some kills. I'm playing laser tag. I want to get the most points in the game. Like, and that's when you start to see each person kind of change that man versus man, man versus beast kind of shit starts clicking into your brain where you're like, you start going back to the caveman days where it's just the survival of the fittest battle Royale in the long sense. There is a movie actually that is oh, called no, battle. I, Royale. I was, I was going to make allusions to that because this Again, we just you got uh, listen. You saw Andrea. I'm sorry. You saw Squid Game, of course, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, didn't this just give you all those feelings of that watching? A this? little bit, yeah. I was actually watching it with my mom and uh, her boyfriend, and he was like, "So this is like Squid Games, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It is a little bit because it's like, Impossible I don't know. Choice. It is. It's like at first, it's like." um like, I need to save as many people as I can. And then once you get to the end, it's either, like, it's me or everybody else. Right. Like, it's exactly. it's one of those kind of situations. The and that's of, of the team of coming together. Well, now we can't be on the same team. There's no teams. Yeah. It's me or you. Yeah. yeah there, there's no teams. I actually was hoping that... So, as the movie was continuing and it goes on, you know, you start seeing the teams. They put their teams together at first. Yeah. 
And you start kind of rooting for some people. Like I was rooting for like the, Michael, for example, and his girl and Danny, because Danny was she was the new kid in town. She literally just got hired. That was her first day of work, which, yeah. by the way, way to go on her first day of work. <laughs> and she's, you know, she's doing great with the elevator. She gets in the elevator. I'm going to tell you right now when she like she gets in the elevator, she hits the button and starts going down. And I'm like, I wonder what's going to boom. <laughs> oh, that fucking death scene caught me so off guard. Like he just ding, and then he turns and just spung right perfect shot to the fucking head. That was it that just, where it was like the movie's almost over. We got it. People got to go. Yeah, we just got to kill some people. It was also like interesting because she tried doing that earlier, and the guy he, she was with, he was like, "Don't do that. You don't know who's gonna come up the stairs. Like, don't don't go down there." Once he dies. She does it and she kills, she gets killed, you know, which is like, okay, if you would have listened, maybe you could have avoided that whole, you could have died a little bit later, maybe. Yeah. And I, I, that shit was, and and you know what, what's, what happened? Like when she got shot, I had the, the moment of shock, the moment of laughter, because I could not stop fucking laughing. Cause it honestly, it was a great shot. Like <laughs> he, he nailed her dead smack in the forehead. Like once the and I get it too though. You gotta understand he's already like he's afraid. You know he's all fucking all everything's going crazy. He's his senses are going off. So the second he hears ding, he thinks somebody's behind there that's going to start shooting at me. Boom, kills her. She would have been an easy kill regardless. She had nothing yeah. on her. Mm-hmm. But wow. Uh, I didn't expect her to get killed at that point. And that it, it was, again, like we, and we bring it up to James Gunn when he brought out Suicide Squad and made sure to mention to people, hey, don't get comfortable with these characters. I made the mistake in the Belko experiment and I got comfortable with characters. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, don't do that. I would tell don't people when you see this movie, just enjoy it. Just don't get comfortable. Because it's going to go down. Yeah. And, and go ahead. No, the one death I didn't like was the death of the girlfriend because yeah. it was literally just, like I said, just to kill her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was they would she was kicking ass, taking it to us a, a random hit, and then oh my god, no, 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 like really? Yeah, it was they were trying to end that movie. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Like it, we we needed to be those two. Yes, he loves her, but she can't she can't live. This like that was the moment I was like, all right. The, literally the plot of the movie says she has to go. Mm-hmm. There's no not because she was taking names. She took out Wendell. She did. She survived so much shit, but a random shot just and he's like, no, no, no. And just so he can be mad so they can have the final stand. Exactly. Her death and was meant even, to snap him. And I didn't even realize it was they were the last two until they make the announcement. Yes. I didn't realize it was just two because again, a lot of people got killed off screen, but I didn't see the death of remember the guy that was lying people on fire? How did he die? I believe Barry shot him. Oh, just to show, okay. Yeah, I believe Barry was just because Barry came down and just started shooting people. Like anybody okay. that was just moving, he just took shots. Like that man was. He had to, he had to catch up. <laughs> I, yeah, but you know what? That man, he had the high kill count. He could have just waited. Yeah. He should have just waited. He shouldn't go to try to kill him. Like when, when Michael was remaining, because at that point, he snaps. That's when his girlfriend gets That's killed, is when Michael snaps. And he, they have, which again, it threw me off too, because they have a decent little back and forth with each other. And then he gets him in a chokehold with his legs. Now, you're telling me the special forces can't get out of the chokehold with the legs? The legs? Like, 
even the hands he could figure you could figure some shit out he snapped a woman's neck with his bare hands that was cool too that was that was really cool yeah she was trying to 180 she was just like so um i'll do whatever oh shit well you have to say it out loud you can't just like you're like oh shit (laughs) because the way you did i knew what you learned buddy oh yeah one piece look at this is it and he was like you're not yeah he says and and it's like such a dick evil villain kind of person but it's just how he did it like she's just like i'll do whatever you want and he you're thinking like oh he's about to get some like maybe he'd like hook up with her or some shit i can't waste a bullet clack (laughs) like oh she's not worth a bullet He knew from the look that he's like, I can snap your neck with my bare hands. I'm not wasting a bullet on you. Snack. Beautiful fucking. And it was, again, another one of those, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And uh, that's the feeling I get. So obviously we get at the end is him and Michael. They go back and forth. And then Michael actually finally kills him by beating him with the tape. The tape fucking a, dispenser. Thing. What, those things are kind of heavy, though. Yes, they are very heavy. The yeah. good ones, because it, it, I think they must double as paperweight. So them shits, like the back end, the heavy side where the tape is. Yeah. Them shits are heavy. Oh, yeah. And he just bashes his head. He pretty much just bashes his freaking head in. Bang, 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 they're bang. Having, they're having the standoff while the orientation video yes. is playing in, in the, the background. background. Here at Belco, we offer a front range to our booty. I'm like, oh, that's James Gunn, you sick. We, we offer yeah. great health benefits. Ah, <laughs> like talking about teamwork and like two of them are killing each other. It's, it's like, that's great. I loved a it. Beautiful, beautiful painted picture from James Gunn's <laughs> just producing wise of standing there being like, you should probably have this play because it's funny and it's ironic because <laughs> yeah. he's an ironic kind of director. Um, and then that's when the security, the other security guards come in. And they take Michael and they bring him to the shed where he meets the voice. And, and I've uh, seen this guy. Normally, you know, it's funny. Normally he plays like a Southern. Yeah. Like Southern type of lawyer. Like, I'm a Southern. I'm, and then mm-hmm. He's a regular. Psych- and then again, this is where the psychology of like what I'm saying. And I'm watching him and he's giving the explanation. And he's like, why are you doing He's like, so, and he's trying to get him to fill out a questionnaire. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious, by the way. <laughs> so tell us why you, how you feel right now. He's like, why'd you do this? Well, <laughs> good, know, bad. Knowledge. You know, when humans are brought, we represent a group of individuals that like to do human studies unfettered by the rules of morality. And, you know, maybe a better world can be created from our studies. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'm like this is the, because I, I, one thing I would notice about psychology, it's a very great tool. But in the wrong hands, it can be very dangerous. Absolutely. It is, it's like, I call it, it's like having a superpower of hacking people. Mm-hmm. The problem is you can either use it. For, like, I can do that. I have that ability now. Where I can, but it's do not use it on family and friends. because They will hate you for it. <laughs> and so you got to know how to control it. In, in, in this example, because they know they want to study it, they want to know how people work. They literally want to hack people. They use it to its worst, worst qualities. It's meant to help. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to poke and prod. And at the way his explanation says all that. Like, yeah, we don't we don't care. We just do it just to learn. Yeah. And and it's just so fucked up. And it I'm is. like, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of 
how life works in a sense of how sick people think of how you yes. know government could look at things like that where it's just like well let's just see what happens let's you know let it play it's a it's an experiment it you know yeah. you know, it says there's it in no the title <laughs> yes there's no reason for it we just do it because we want to just do. let's see what happens but i do love the fact that this whole time michael was planning it out he put he had because yeah. he had a bunch of their um their little bombs and he mm-hmm. stuck them on the freaking the the i guess they're security i don't know what they would be called they're army people but he sticks him in there and as when he grabs the guy why would you do this he sticks it in his pocket and then he just goes bing 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 bing, just boom and just starts blowing their fucking chests up their leg and then he makes sure he grabs a gun and starts shooting motherfuckers so they snapped him he snapped yeah but and then it turns out that was also part of the damn experiment. That was part of the experiment because he was, was the guy that wanted to preserve life and not do this. Don't yeah. kill people. Turns out he lost his mind right. and just started killing motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And then, like you see it pan out, he walks out the hangar and you see one screen. Oh, I love that part. Screen and then another, and it's like multiple people going on. Yeah, it it looked like it was also all the experiments were happening at the same time. At the same time. Yeah, because they each one guy came out of like a little a shed. One yep. guy came out. of and it's like the end of phase one. Phase one, start phase, phase two. Phase two. I was like, oh. Yeah, I did look it up. They don't look like they have any plans for us. No, no there, they don't. there is they no don't. plans. They, which it's I gotta be honest with you, kind of sucks. Like you yeah, can't like, end why? saying start begin phase two and be like, okay, so where is it? Yeah, <laughs> James Gunn got too popular. <laughs> As soon as I walked out of the theater, I was like, oh yeah, there's gonna be a second one. I can't wait. And then it's like. 2021 no yeah, plans for no number plans. two yeah no plans right now maybe eventually maybe eventually we can get there but um so before we get into the nitty-gritty i'm gonna ask you a simple question would you survive no no <laughs> no no me neither nope. me neither i don't i don't i don't think i'd survive you know either. what it is is the the odds are against me i would have to make it through the portion right and then even when i get to the nah i mean i can i can fight i can i'm not i'm not that person deep down i'm i'm trying to hide yeah i would be i'm gonna be honest i'll be the asshole to try to get up and then run away (laughs) (laughs) maybe i can get like one two and then you try to get a couple of kills like i get at least some like you get some so so that way i have numbers on my account but i'm not going for the full because they won't last See the big brash out in the open, they'll get caught. But again, that if they didn't have the bomb in your head aspect, mm-hmm. I, I could raise my chances to maybe fifty-seven percent. That's not bad. But the bomb portion really is, and as random as we saw, it was just, mm-hmm. come on now, that's not fair. That's why I always did similar to Squid Game when we when we asked that question. No, because if, once you get to the glass bridge, your odds drop down. I know you see it. You see, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you get to the glass bridge, your odds drop down significantly. So you yeah. can't even. Yeah, I think the fact that with the bomb in the back of the head, um, now you're no longer in control. So even because at least on a in in a sense of a standoff where it's like I have to kill a person or I can hide, you're still in somewhat of control. You're making the decision to hide really well, hopefully, or go and start blowing people's fucking just shooting people. But with the bomb in your head, now you're like, fuck, um, I can reach a certain point. But how do I know they're not going to flick my switch? You don't know. It did look like because because we know it's someone showed the 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 guy the voice he was choosing it based on I guess and 
It's like class participation in yeah. a sick way. Like, okay, those that participate, you get to live. But if you run and hide, clearly I don't see you. Therefore, you get a failing grade. That's what it felt like. Yeah. The only reason why they would, like, the main guy, characters made it as far because they were active participants. They were doing the work, so to speak. So yeah. anyone that was just was undercover or not really standing out in the in the class or in the show, all right, we don't need you. You can go. And that's what it seemed like that aspect. But I, I I'm have hiding, to so I'm going. So you're I going. Mean, Daniel, Daniel did hide, but I think she got to stay because she killed Sean Gunn. Oh, you're you talking uh, Danny. Danny, yeah. Yeah, sorry. yeah. She killed, yeah, she killed the uh, polka dot man. She killed da- yes. David Dasmanich. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which she didn't mean to. That was the best part. She didn't mean to. He was trying to kill her. She just tried to, you know, defend herself. And then his neck goes in between those fucking like little pipes yeah. that stick out. I guess she still participated. She then. did participate, technically. So she got to stay. For until Barry's seen her as she, yeah. you know, opens the. Again, I, I just, it, when it happened, I said, oh, like, oh, and I thought that she could at least come to the end. And she did pretty well. Yeah. It's so fucked up how we have to look at these characters as, well, they did pretty good. They lasted pretty long. They lasted this long, yeah. You no, know, you get a good 45 minutes. That's impressive. <laughs> I mean, you know, you were hiding half the time, but better than nothing, you know, better than half these other people that are dead. Um, what you could yeah so andre in that sense you like you said you you would not survive no oh i know i wouldn't survive because okay let's say i survive the bomb in my head i don't think i could go up against barry like i'm i'm not skilled like that so it's either hide and get a bomb in my head or go up against someone from special ops which i don't have the skill to do and i think even in like the beginning you could kind of see that he would be one of the ones that would last because he was the leader and even at that point i'd be like i can't go up against that guy so yeah i i have yeah. to agree you know i mean i mean you know i know barry's special option i'm a black belt so me and barry we probably go head to head with each other you know I'd, I'd probably kick his nah honestly he would fuck me up completely i would easily not survive i would try my best to figure a way um, I think I would also hide at the same time and be like kind of two things. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my kills. I got to get some kills. <laughs> Told you, just a, and, um, and then run. but yes, I would do pretty much what Mr. A town would do. I would just go start stabbing people and then I'd start running away. Yeah. Cause I, cause I have to hide, you know, that's, that's the main thing, but killing a person is, it, it's not easy. And I think if it was easy, most of these people would have, this would have been a different movie. And mm-hmm. I think that's the best part of it, that they're literally sitting there being like, well, it's not it's not easy to just kill a stranger, kill a person that I, I work with. They've been working together for a year. This whole thing yeah. has been occurring for one full year. So they gave them relationships. They made them actually get to, you know, understand each other as humans. Okay, cool. Go kill everybody now. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's fucked up. So, all right, that's good. That means all of us would not survive. Um, so we would all die. That's, I guess that's fun. That's definitely a good time. All right, so now we're about to get into that nitty-gritty. Um, and when I say when we get into the nitty-gritty is when we have to go and we have to grab our beautiful top hats, our beautiful ties, uh, in, in Andrea's sense, a beautiful dress because now it's time to get 
Fancy schmancy. Yes, oh, it's yeah, time for yeah, the yeah. award show. I'm so excited for the awards. You know, when I think of the awards, I always make sure to put on a good old-fashioned tuxedo, as I do right now. Mr. A-Town, you let your hair down. You got your hair. Can you whip your hair back and forth? I can whip my hair back and forth, Sam. Excellent. Ah, oh, now you look like the ring. I can't even see myself, Sam. You look like I the mean, ring. I don't even like that movie. Me. Put your hair back now. You look like Sanka <laughs> Coffee, sir. Sanka yes, Coffee. Yes, Yes. Do not talk in the accent. I promise I won't do that. Andrea, you got your dress going over. Your hair's up in there. It looks fantastic. You look very fancy. Thank you. Thank you. And you colored your hair too. I did. Yes, I colored it. It's two different colors. Uh, What colors do you have there? Oh, I've got. I've got that like three times now. Oh. It's a purple. I can't say that with an accent. Purple and pink. So purple. Purple is one of the words that with an accent on, not working for you. (laughs) No. Fantastic. Love it very much. Okay. Everybody looks great. Phenomenal. So now let's get into the awards. Now for all the people out there that don't know and they're thinking, they're like, what the hell is going on here? We're doing, of course, we gave you our recap and now we're going to give you our award show. So... The awards are as follows. We have the best moment. Pretty self-explanatory. The favorite moment of the movie. Then in this film, we're going to have the best kill. Again, self-explanatory. Best kill. Then we have the coulda, the woulda, the shoulda, but they did not. This is something in the movie that you would probably change. Something that they didn't do, but you think it may would have been a better movie if they did it. Very simple. Then we have our MVP, which is your favorite person. Your favorite piece, your favorite Play-Doh. I, it could be anything, honestly. You could pick, and you could say it's the building if you want to. It doesn't matter. Then afterwards, we're going to go with the overall rating, which is from one to three stars. And then you tell me if you would view it or you would dismiss it. That's how we determine if it gets into the flick book. Now, let's get into the first award. We're going to start with the best moment. I'm going to go to Andrea. Andrea, what is your best moment? For the Belko experiment. Okay. My best moment for me was when Wendell dies. Because smashes his head in. He is a terrible person. Just his head turns into a bowl of soup. So I quite like that. Uh, You have some sick ideas in your mind. The fact that... (laughs) Dr. Cox gets himself bashing the head. You're like, I kind of like that. Sick. I like you, that, yeah. That's fancy, but very sick at the same fucking time. <laughs> Mr. A-Town, your best moment. Ah, uh, well, my best moment, uh, it's, it's few and far in between, sir. But I have to say, when the 30 are getting killed, and the last, when you think it's over, and the guy from Silicon Valley, I do not know his name, didn't care enough to know his name, sir, where he thinks it's over, and he's all happy and he's like, I think it's over. I think it's over. And then kablam! <laughs> the back of the neck goes away and he's just and his friend is just watching all the the juices of his spinal fluid fall upon her face. Ah, it is most excellent. Ah, it makes me do a laugh. <laughs> it That's- is amazing. 
That is, again, you sick bastard. I have to yeah. be honest with you. It would be the last time. I know because I have to ask another question after this one, but we're getting to, uh, obviously, the best moment for me now. Again, I'm a sick fuck, too, because my best moment is actually when Danny gets shot in the head in the elevator. I did not expect it. The doors open. Ding. She gets shot in the head. I said, oh, my God, Barry, you're such an asshole. But I loved it at the same time because I didn't expect it best moment for me danny doing her best she was a great gymnast shot right in the fucking forehead so now we're gonna get a little more sick right now because we're gonna talk about the best kill gonna start with mr a town ryan because honestly you laughed like a little crazy little psychopath i'd like to hear your best kill of the movie Uh well when it comes to my best kill it has to be and when we previously previously spoken about when barry is on his little rampage and he comes across, I guess, his assistant or whoever she is. And she tries to seduce him. She shows off the titties. <laughs> and she walks oh so closely toward him, saying, I know what you don't want. Don't kill me, buddy. But it doesn't work because Barry just takes her hand and brings her softly to him. And you think he's going to caress her and have the horizontal lumbar. But no, <laughs> he simply whispers in her ear. Not waste the bullet, and he gives her the sickest neck twist I have ever seen in my life. She does a full 180 degrees. She can see her ass from the front, sir. That kill was most glorious, sir. I exclaimed out loud, "Oh shit!" Yes, I even went American for that. Sir. <laughs> That's how crazy that kill was, sir. Oh, a, a very good kill, by the way. Um, and I love the way you explained it very much. Fantastic. I, I Too funny, too funny. Now, I'll, I'll go next with my best kill because actually, Andrea, you actually mentioned this kill. And this is why, again, we are all sick bastards. Mr. A-Town loves to see people's heads get exploded or possibly turned around in a 180. Andrea, you like people getting hacked in the face. Dr. Cox, me too, because that's my best kill. When he gets just, she just hacks him at least five to six times right in the middle. Great shot, by the way. Right Again, we're talking great shots. Right in the middle, she just keeps going and going. He's dead after the second, but nope, she wants to let him know. Stop looking at me, you sick pervert. And she calls him pervert. And if we remember what Wendell says, don't call me a pervert. Good way for Dr. Cox to go out. A great character, sick bastard, great death. Okay, Andrea, your best kill. All right, my best kill um, would be when Barry Norse dies because tape dispenser, how fun, right? That's wow. like the one time where they die and they use office supplies in an office building. The video, so like, this is teamwork. I'm killing my boss kind of thing. I thought that was fun. It was, it was a great kill. Great way to end everyone else dying. Uh, Went out uh, with a bang. Good very, very good yeah. choice. Very good choice. You're still pretty sick, though, for, for thinking of that. Thank you. That's, Thank that's you. not a bad I thing. I do appreciate that. That's, that is definitely <laughs> a good thing. So now we're going to get into my favorite category, which is the coulda, the woulda, the shoulda, but they did not. Now I'll go first for this one because it is my favorite. Now, to be honest with you, I think they should have made the kills better in this film. And what, by saying that they need less guns, more office equipment, just like Andrea, like you just said before. You use the tape dispenser to kill Barry. Great. Loved it. But here's the thing. Why can't we use more office stuff? 
maybe a stapler. No one used a stapler. That's one of the most, you know, you have those things that can actually cut the papers. You can rip those off and chop a motherfucker with them. You can do stuff like they did not do that. To me, there's so much to going on in an office that you could do and kill a person with. And I feel the biggest mistake of this film was too much guns. Too much bomb, too much gun. Let's go. Well, it's funny, James Gunn, but too much James Gunn in a sense of where it's be more creative. You're in and use your environment as much as you can. And I think they dropped the ball when it came to the office equipment that could have been used for some amazing kills. Mr. A Town Ryan, what is your coulda, woulda, shoulda? Uh, my coulda, woulda, shoulda is actually related to the part of course when they have to rack up the 30 kills. And it's the main character's girlfriend. What is her name, sir? Do you know? Leandra. 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 Leandra, yes. When she's supposed to kill the douchebag British or Australian or wherever the hell he is from, sir. And she has the paper cutter and she does not kill him. She should have killed him. And why? Because they would have reached their 30 kill quota. And I'm pretty sure the voice had other games in mind, sir. Yes. But because they ended up having to kill way more people than they really thought that they would have had to, they had to rush the end, more metaphorically and literally, of the game and say free for all. I feel if there were 30 more people still alive, there would have been more opportunities for your creative kills, sir. It's very possible. But because they, they did not reach the quota, they were, well, fuck it. We have to live by our own rules. We will kill off 60 and then just rush to the end of the game because that one female ruined it, sir. She did not complete the assignment, sir. Exactly. You're 100% because she had the, like I mentioned, and it works well with what you're saying. I'm saying they should have used more office equipment. She had the office had, equipment and didn't yes, use it. She went out of her way, said to unscrew them. Things, yes. Sir. For and when what? I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Yes. Most glorious. No. And she doesn't fucking use it. No. Ah. Drop the damn ball on that one. Andrea, <laughs> coulda, woulda, shoulda, but they did not. What is yours? They left the ending to they left the ending to open. They seemed like they were gonna do a sequel and they didn't. Maybe they planned on it. I don't know. Um, but if it became because of the budget, they shouldn't have they should have closed it a bit more. So I wasn't leaving the movie thinking where's the next. So yeah, th just, that's a good one. That's a yeah. very good coulda woulda shoulda. They should have made a sequel. Yeah. Don't, or or don't do that. Don't. I like yeah. that too because you have both ways of saying you could, you should have made a sequel, or you should have just kept it that way. Mike lives. That's the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. But no, I have a very good one. I like that one too. All right, now it's time to get into the MVPs again. This is where it's it's most important because this is the person that you were like, yes, my favorite character, or like I said, the favorite building, whatever it is. So we're gonna start with Andrea. What is your or who is your MVP? I'm actually gonna go with Marty for this one. Sean Gunn. He it was his idea to take the bombs out of the back of the necks. Nobody else thought of that in. It was used later on in the movie. I thought that was really smart, and I quite liked him. He was also sitting in the cafeteria, and he was like, this isn't happening. This isn't real. And I was like, a lot of people would think the same thing, and I thought that was funny. Excellent so, pick. Very yeah, good. I love the way that. Thank Great. you. Excellent. And, and also, to bring that up, he mentioned he thought it was in the water. He blamed mm -hmm. the water. So that was a great pick. Uh, and you definitely went out of left field with that one because yeah. he's a main character, but not a main character. So 
excellent excellent pick i will say on that one mr <laughs> a town ryan who you got uh, i have to say that i'm both most pleased and most perturbed on there because i wanted to be the one <laughs> to say things from sean gunn because we barely spoke about him this entire time and i wanted to be the one to say aha but you beat me to it i am very pleased that we are thinking along the same well same energy he same mental really energy was the one that knew that this was just an experiment that it's something meant to control you to alter your thinking the only thing he did not account for was the bombs he said if we just chill and relax it'll all be over and but even though once the bombs came into play as you said he took the bombs out of the people he had a nice little collection and because of that yes he unknowingly saved the day so to speak but of course it's all part of a bigger experiment but yes, Sean Gunn's character, Marty, I was rooting for him. He, all, every moment he had, he stole the scene out of And sir, and you took it from me, Andrea. I'm both pleased as a member of Second Rounds that we are on this level, but perturbed as well. <laughs> Huzzah! I'm glad we're thinking the same. I'm glad we got the same energy going on. You you guys really do. That's I love to see when you're all on the same energy. We're all on the same path. And, you know... You're all assholes because you stole it from me. You stole it from me. I had Sean Gunn written down right here. Right here, I have Sean Gunn's name because I agree without his weird mindset. He's a stoner. He was smoking weed. He thought it was in the water, but he was the one that said we need to take the bombs and hold on to them. Without those bombs, Michael may have not have lived while being in that shed. Yeah, he got shot in the throat, but it is what it is. But his character, though a stoner, though an idiot, was actually one of the smartest ones there the mm -hmm. entire time. Great pick by everyone, but you stole it from everyone. <laughs> and that's just not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> Completely not fair. But hey, that means Sean Gunn, you are the MVP when it comes to the Belko experiment. Congratulations. So that's all unanimous, which is obviously a second round all around in all our around. opinion. All around. All around. So now it's time to get to the finals. Okay. The overall grade. Now, how we do this, uh, well, not grade, it's rating. It's from one to five stars. And then after you pick your rating, let me know if you would put it in the flick book. So we're going to start with Andrea. From one to five, what would you rate the movie? And would you put it in the flick book? So I originally, I, I didn't realize it was one to five. I thought it was one to ten. Um, so based on that, I would give it a 3.5. Oh. Um, I thought it was really well. They could have had more elements, more office supplies not as much open endings um or ending not just more than one um but uh, yeah a three point a solid 3.5 it was pretty good um and i would put it in the flip book oh you're gonna put it in there okay i'll go next we'll save mr a town for last um i'm also i'm gonna give it a three three out of five i i feel it's a, it's a perfect way to put it there's things that could make the movie better but it's a good time you can have fun with this movie would i say this is a movie you're gonna watch every week no but if you know what it's on television for some reason you see it why not throw it on you'll have a good time watching some crazy deaths even though i do agree there should have been some more creative deaths in that case i would absolutely say this movie should be seen um by anybody if you like good horror if you like if you like scrubs watch this movie because john c mcginley's in it so yes i will say this movie should be in the flick book mr a town ryan ah well sir well we are on the page on some things and not on the other sides so 
in terms of my grade, I too agree that this film is a three. It is very done well done. The issue I have is that, sir, I have seen this before. I've seen it many times before. And I have to say, I've seen it done better before as well. Oh. Actually, more, not even counting Squid Game. There's another uh, TV show called Alice in Borderland. Oh. It's the same setup where it's like every man for himself. And it does even toward the end, the same way they say it's a free-for-all, that's exactly one of the games they have in that show. Where it's, there is camps and teams set up, but toward the end, it's literally a free-for-all. And it's a lot of deaths and a lot of shooting. So because I've seen this before, though I give it a three, I must say, I don't think it belongs in the flip book. Oh. I am going to not vote it in the flip Oh, so you're See, giving a big no-no. I believe, I believe in certain, there's a certain standard you have to do. Where you have to be above reproach. And because this film has so much things that you said yourself, had this film had really creative kills, where it was not just run and gun and bomb bomb, dead, dead, I would say yes. But because it lacked that and it just devils, um, devolves into just simple violence and gore and crazy situations where only two situations where you would say the kills are creative two or three versus murdering of 879 I guess you would say 79 yeah 79 mm. I have to say they could have done a little better with the kills and because of that I do not recommend it for the flip book side. but uh, okay. it is two to one so I guess it, is. it does get in but a very good explanation there Mr. A-Town Ryan so that's it. We can take our way our accents now. We are no longer fancy. We're back to normal. And all right, that was great. Great job, everyone. Love the awards on that one. And very creative. And I love the fact that we all agreed. Which we Sean all said the kind. same thing. Yeah. Fantastic. So now it is time to say goodbye. It is time to say sayonara. It's time to sign off. So we're going to go one by one. We're going to start with Mr. A-Town Ryan. Ah, yes, this was this was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait for this episode to come. I can't wait for all the other episodes that we have coming out. Uh, a lot of new voices. Andrea, it's finally great talking with you one-on-one. Yes, thank Seeing you. you. We'll meet in person soon. I will make yes. a trip down to Florida in the near future, <laughs> whatever we have planned. But I, I like I like how your mind works. Like, we're right here. I like that. I like yeah. That. We'll talk. There's certain topics, like certain things we definitely should do some happy hour on. It's great. I am the great one, people. Six time, who you got champion. Maybe one day seven and eight. Who knows what the future holds, but A-Town is signing off. Okay, Andrea. All right. It was so great being here. Very excited first episode and great movie to talk about. Um, and it was really nice meeting you guys. Um, hopefully we'll see each other at conventions, talk more about other movies. Super excited for some of them. But yeah, thank you so much. Well, well I will say you did a very, very, very good job. You nailed thank it you. very well. I'm very excited for when we get to your movie. And I know you're oh. also going to be on the Shang-Chi episode. Yeah. That will be coming very soon. And uh, your movie that you picked is... Midsummer. Midsummer. I'm going yeah. to be on that one with yeah. you. I'm very excited about that one. Very I good pick. I'm just gonna say I've seen that movie like ten to twelve times. You're a sick fuck. I, yeah, I've also spent like fifty dollars on the director's cut. So wow. yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very to excited to watch. To not, I can't say watch because I'm going to be on that that episode. I'm very excited to hear your your take on it because it's yeah. it's a doozy 
um, is a lot to talk about when it comes to that one. But that will come way later, of course, later, uh, yeah. before the year is up. So, of course, my name is Tommy James, a.k.a. Mr. Oh So Smooth, a.k.a. The Smooth Effect himself. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Flickbook. You can find us everywhere that you, you can stream podcasting. Of course, check out our Instagram page. Check out our Facebook, our Twitter, or you can go to Letterboxd. And don't forget to put in the code 2ND rounds to get, I believe it's 25% off. I'm Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure it's 25%. I forgot. Um, but d- please listen to our next episode coming next week, which will be a goodie, which is called Scarface. beginning of a beautiful friendship.